phrase and, and confident that a software would call itself audacity. Um, you have the audacity to record yourself. <laughs> you think you're good enough to record yourself for the world to hear your thoughts? Because that is a negative word to me, audacity, but... Yeah, it just kind of means a misplaced confidence, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like anchor. That's a great word, anchor. Anchor? Anchor. Yeah, are you trying to put a plug in for Anchor? <laughs> you told me that we should plug it. No, 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 no. That's once we get a certain listenership. Oh, okay. Then Anchor will let us advertise off them. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, everybody. It is time for the Guantanamo Bay's podcast, A, a Cuban Cousin <laughs> Kiki. I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Goza. And we are here to talk to you about a few things this week. First of all, yesterday was Julian's birthday. Happy birthday, Jules. Thank you. We've been celebrating them for a couple decades now together. Yeah. Yeah. A couple going on few. Yeah. And to kind of round out the week where we opened a, uh, Brian and I opened a 2014 bottle of Cristal. Yes. How did you come to possess this? I didn't even bother asking what you were doing with a... <laughs> so, yo, that's just Julian with another super luxurious item. With, uh, what is it now, a nine-year <laughs> bottle of Cristal? It's much years old. Mm -hmm. Which I, I don't know about, like, the vintage. Is the vintage in champagne similar in, like, prestige to the vintage in wine? Like, the older the champagne is? I, I never I think so. It would have to be. Like, how old something is is always a flex, right? Yeah. Even this is like 2014. I think it's supposed to get sweeter. Really? With champagne? I think so. Or until it, of course, then reaches the, the the apex and then probably becomes a little too funky or bitter. And then there's a slow, de steady decline. Is it steady or does it fall off a cliff? I imagine it's pretty grad. I don't know. Also, it's carbonated. champagne maker. No. I don't make some. I just drink some. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Jules. Thank you. Yes. Um... That's the official stance of the Guantanamo Bay's podcast is happy birthday. <laughs> um, so we have, you know, we've been potting together as cousins, as the Guantanamo Bay's now for a couple months, kind of getting used to it. Oh, how months. we've potted. Oh, how we've potted and how several dozen of you have listened to us. So thank you to those several dozen. Uh, we do love you guys and, uh, and hope to add several more dozen at least over the years. I mean, that's... That's the size of a restaurant staff. Yeah. We have basically a small to medium-sized restaurant staff. Um, and that's kind of great. Supporting us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, he, here's something that we figured out is that if we are the Guantanamo Bays, we should probably at least talk a little bit about what's happening in Cuba, where our mothers are from. So we could at least critique Kamehameha Cabello's tracks. She's... Perfect to me. <laughs> she, I didn't know that. She though. occupies a space <laughs> in my like conscience. Okay. I guess that's positive. I just have a cool. positive association with her. Cool. Her and then Ana de Armas. I think sure. they're doing a great job for Cubans Cuban everywhere. Oh, and yeah. I saw Kate Berlant special today. Cinnamon in the wind. <laughs> How funny is she? She's fantastic. She's half Cuban. God damn! Oh, we got another one. We got another she's, one. You can tell she's just constantly on the verge of like chimping and like That's... throwing fecal matter at the audience. Yeah, <laughs> so Cuban. Yeah, I mean, you—it's a special that if you're watching it and you wouldn't know any better, you would think she was improvising the whole thing. Yeah, you know, like thought. you're always kind of nervous that she's about to go completely off the aisles. So. I'm sure there's a, and just whatever I've seen of her. Fresh. Right. Fresh comedic style. It was. A little danger to it. Yeah. And like hyper self-aware, which I think is reflective of the times. Mm -hmm. It was also like in a very like intimate, it was like kind of in a black box, right? Yeah. Kind of like in a thrust setup where you had three audience members on like three side of her. Right. And, and then the mirror. Uh-huh. Behind her, which she masterfully uses. Yeah. So you, you always get the sense that like she's surrounded, you have and people very close to her that she's performing yeah. to. So yeah, you don't know if she's gonna go all cats with it and start dancing in the audience <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So. I'm so excited to our fellow half half Cuban. Now she is a an official Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> we'll say it. Yeah, her Camila, Anna, Harry Belafonte. And you too, Andy Garcia. <laughs> and you know what, Ruben Rabasa, who is uh, an eighty. To, I think he's an older actor, um, 
he's best known for being the guy in the Tim Robinson show, I Think You Should Leave, where he's in a focus group mm. and he's talking about uh, car ideas. He was also in the new Princess Bride. Not Princess Bride, the new Father of the Bride. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was, <laughs> I was like, they remade Princess Bride. He was the T.O. who had the band. Right. Yeah. Well, I told you my issue with that is it should have been Mother of the Bride. I get uh, therein lied the whole mm -hmm. issue with that film. It's like, if you're going to make a Cuban, guess what? News alert. It's not going to be about the father. I know. You're going to make Ghostbusters all female, but not Father of <laughs> the Bride all female. It's going to be a Cuban version. Seriously. Yeah, do your research. Although I do think it captured Cuban culture and dynamics. And also like yeah. the, the Cuba-Mexico rivalry in a way that few other films do. I've, I hate films with bad Spanglish in it. Uh -huh. And and I think in the last few years, there's been a major improvement in how Spanglish is done in films. And well, yeah, I feel like it's Spanish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's mostly Spanish, Spanish with dignified yeah. subtitles for the for the white leaning audience. Right. <laughs> and and in the back in the day, it used to just be like. It used to be Andy. Mijo. Yeah, and like, like, yeah, like exactly. chopsticks for teeth. Yeah. Awful. Also, I misspoke. Harry Belafonte is not Cuban, but I could have sworn he was. Damn, that's disappointing. Because that is, yeah. You're enforcing of that. You've always told me that. So I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Harry Belafonte, you're out. Ruben Rivasa, <laughs> you're in. Uh, Harry, you know, we'll, we'll figure out. I think we could find some space for For sure. Harry for sure. And he's still doing it. Yeah. He's still kicking. Harry Belafonte? Yeah. Isn't he? Thank you. I don't mid nineties. Oh well, wow. And if he's still and he's a Pisces too. Their their best friend's birthday was your full circle moment <laughs> of the pod. Um, not a Guantanamo Bay, but a Pisces, which virtually the same as. Yeah. So thank you. So I got what's going on. <laughs> All that to say, we wanted to bring up some news from the motherland of Cuba? Question mark. So it's time for our segment: news from the motherland. In news from the motherland. Um, I'm going to read a new story to Jules. Jules, you'll have one for me next week. Um, oh, will I? Okay. Yes. How do I just give me that assignment while we're yeah, recording? Welcome. Um, uh, we'll see, Brian. I just, I don't know. So I have a head of the thing for you. <laughs> Working on a few screenplays. Yeah. <laughs> always with the screenplay. I swear to God. I, I swear I'm going to finish I it. need to see pages. <laughs> I need to see pages. Uh, right, what's going on over there in Cuba? All right. So something happened. A U.S. rapper. Okay. Visiting Cuba is being blamed for creating chaos in a central Havana street when he allegedly started throwing what seemed to be dollar bills to a crowd. Oh, that's gross. You know who that rapper is? But no. <laughs> it was Takashi69. Oh, okay. What do you know about Takashi69? Um, <laughs> next to nothing. Okay. Do you remember when he kind of ratted out everyone? Um, like he, he was kind of he went down as like a huge rat because he struck a deal with the the government to rat out other uh rappers who were selling drugs and things oh, like that. Oh right. So he was like a big meme in the last couple years. Um mm -hmm. and, and you know, just just kind of a famous he has rainbow hair, just like a very uh huh. I'd I'd say that's probably what he's most famous for. A lot of people like okay. this song. I don't really like his music, but uh but but here here's the story has more sides to it than you would think. Like Throwing dollar bills, causing a stir in Central Havana, that's not great. You know, you know, at best it's tacky. At best it's tacky. At it, worst it's destabilizing an already un unstable, unstable in situation. In unstable situation. However you might want to define yeah. it. But yeah, here's the other side to it. So while condemning the act and calling it shameful, Cuban official outlet Cuba Debate also remained open to the possibility that someone impersonating the musician might have been to blame. <laughs> Let me show you a photo of Takashi 69 and how easy he is to imitate because I'm guessing not easy. Yes. Could you imagine anyone else but that person imitating that person? Okay, I'm just going to be nasty. This man is ugly, Brian. Yeah. Holy shit. It's it's a real shame. And that's so fucked up of me to say, but like <laughs> he looks like a member of the Suicide Squad. But it's also a choice. He's clearly making a choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But because it's such a heightened look with face tattoos and stuff, it is easy to fake. It is. But like the like exact same so tattoos. Distinct. Right. No, no, not yeah. the same tattoos. Yeah. That that would be very difficult to emulate. You that, that seems so like they a, have like intelligence agencies going over like side by side photos and stuff. So soon after he links on this one, he has an infinity symbol, but on this one it's a dragon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like this whole Takashi six nine QAnon rabbit hole that people start going down. Uh <laughs> 
Those weren't even real dollar bills. <laughs> well, that, that's actually an element to this. So soon after the incident, internet users started experiencing problems with their connections. Cuba State Telecommunications Company confirmed the service disruption, did not say what caused it. Pretty clear that this incident happening in Havana with Takashi throwing, what would that have to do with the internet cutting out? Oh, the, the state-controlled internet. You remember, what? Yeah, but what does that have to do with this incident with Takashi? That anything that would cause a fuss, um, anything that would cause a stupor. Oh, they, the just, government, they just silence. Yeah, no internet for anyone right now. We all take an internet timeout while we figure out what's happening here. Honestly, I don't hate it. You don't hate <laughs> I don't, the I don't internet hate it. outage? <laughs> I don't why? Hate it. Why? It's like anytime Julian's crushing on a guy, we're just going to take down Instagram. <laughs> Sorry. That actually worried America. Oh, Everyone's really? like, God damn it. Oh, Julian must be hung up on a dude again. <laughs> anytime there's a blackout. That's so funny. Cut everyone off. That's what's happening. For my sake. That's what's been happening to the state of Texas. I'm discussing. I'm literally looking at my story viewers once we brought that up, Brian. And you know what? Why did, why? The name I'm looking for isn't there. Because I'm addicted, bro. <sighs> <laughs> Government, can we please have an outage right now? Shut it down. Yeah, shut it down. Uh, Y'all enjoy the metaverse. I'm going to be <laughs> in a cabin in the woods. With a shot, with a sawed-off shotgun. But you're in the metaverse right now, trying to look at who's looking at your stories. Oh, I know. Fuck. Yeah. Got you there. <laughs> Got you. Got Takashi. You there? <laughs> Takashi six nine, you bro. Uh, in a way, though, because I ratted you out. So, I mean, there's just so so many. Fun. And then also, um, it just every sentence gets worse the more yeah. you read the story. Read it. Because the rapper published an Instagram story, uh, like the day after, suggesting the money might not even be real. In any case, Cuban authorities... That's even worse. I'm like, give him real bills. Yeah, seriously. Causing a, a fuss, like, and no one walks away. Any pressure yeah, for it. Um, in any case, Cuban authorities do not seem to have liked the stunt, as a Cuba Debate article suggested. Their readers left several comments criticizing the gesture of throwing money. Common among rappers, the article... This is from the South Morning China Post, too. So <laughs> it is... This is um, news from, they're like rappers, am I right? More or less. It was so American hard. rappers. It was so hard to refrain from doing a voice. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I was like, I'll just keep this standard. We could, you know, we even, yeah, we, we're barely able to get away with Hispanic accents sometimes. So we, we got a fine line to walk. Yourself, I'm Spanish passing. Yeah, more than me. Which is why the, yeah. Even though we're the same amount of Cuban, it just looks weirder coming out of my fucking freckled ass. Yeah, you ass. got a mustache, bro? My freckled ass. Oh <laughs> freckled ass. Um, <laughs> their readers left. Yeah, so common among rappers, they said it was humiliating to the Cuban people. I can't even blame them. It's just. Yeah, but it's condescending as fuck. Yeah, condescending, shitty, and uh, and from a fucking rat. Un, un pinche rata. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's news from the motherland. It, it's more interesting in a Wait, way. Wait, but you news. said that there were fake dollar bills. They are not even sure if they're real dollar bills. Yeah. Cubans are like, we're not sure. <laughs> well, they haven't seen them in a while. Like it's green, I guess. <laughs> um, well, like, I, I don't know. Like you see the rat and maybe he's recording it, like recording a video in a van or something like that. And in the video, he's throwing dollar bills everywhere. Uh -huh. uh, maybe they're not using real money. So just the fact that he's in Havana, first of all, like, if you could make any piece of art in the world, why are you going to make art where you go in the middle of poverty and throw money, now fake money everywhere? That's yeah. just about the a very classless. And I'm like, you're not Cuban. Brian and I could go and do that. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> no, Latino. Yeah, his last name's Hernandez. Like his, he is Latino, but it's still shitty. He is? He is Latino. Yeah. He's one of ours. Well, like, I kind of like him now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that one... Um, man, like Post Malone doesn't have shit on this guy. <laughs> no, this guy is so ugly, Brian. But I don't think this guy could exist without Post Malone. Well, I, I can't even compare their sounds because I've never heard of Tecum. They're very different. Post Malone's more of a pop singer. He he's like trying to bring Crunk back. Oh, yeah. And I'm not. I wasn't ever a big Crunk fan. I don't like his music. I listened to it right before just to get. I couldn't even tell you what Crunk is, but I liked crumping. It was. <laughs> That was gorgeous. <laughs> that was like Martha Graham shit. Um, but urban. Crunk was like crumping. Little John. Oh, Little John. Yeah, yeah. But crumping, there's like this whole... Like this a little bit. Yeah, kind of. And really like deep bass, like big like music that bumps, uh -huh. you know. And Yeah, it's just not... And it's kind of repetitive in general, mm -hmm. I find Crunk to be. 
Um, crumping though, and there's a documentary I was in the middle. It has these weird like roots in like kind of Christian fundamentalism. Crumping. Crumping. Okay, we're gonna have to talk about. We that. will. We will. I Please just, don't forget. To bring that's, a that's, that's, that's a teaser. That's a teaser. Bring it back. Or, yeah, I know. I'm can't literally putting my notes. Crumping Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't forget because this is a hot lead, Brian. I know. I know. And I, I, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right that it was crumping. I'm thinking yeah, that seems so. Those are disparate things. But anyway, you would think so. But we'll talk about uh, later. All, all right. right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hey, that's news from the motherland. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck Takashi Six Nine. Yeah. For not the reasons everyone. I'm like, else oh, you want to so. fuck with communist countries? Go to Sir, go to Siberia, bitch. Yeah. Go to a word camp. They could. Oh my God. Can you imagine him in a gulag? <laughs> He'd be the prettiest girl there. <laughs> he would be the prettiest girl. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh yeah, he's six nining all right. So self drops you. Well, that was a nice news item, Brian. Thank yeah, you. yeah. You know, power to the people. I hope they crack the case. <laughs> I think the case is cracked, but the government. You know, this is like just kind of a good little uh, capsule of like any kind of incident, any kind of fur, and then the government response. Right. So insulated government. Like our, our yeah, cousin. that's more what it shows is like his not even his ignorance, his arrogance. Yeah, oh, both really. Like, didn't you learn anything from Brittany Grant Griner? Well, when our cousin Nicolette went to Cuba, it was like 2015, 2016. So, like, kind of internet control and information and how we know the government to interact with it is not what it is now. But she just, you know, she's she was very sad when she went to Cuba because she saw how badly off the people were mm -hmm. and just posted on Facebook, communism sucks. Um, for the remainder of her trip. She had no access to her Facebook account. Wow. Yep. When they probably, the government was dogs there, but like she works for Facebook too. So she was probably already on their list of people to keep. Maybe. On. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm sure they just have like keyword searches for communism. And I'm sure that that control infrastructure is even more built out over the last five plus years since you're in there. So yeah, they probably outsource to like private. Now they have no problem pulling the firms. plug. Yeah. Just being like, yeah. yeah. Just being like, uh, yeah. So anyways, hmm. yeah. But uh, that's that's news from the motherland. Thank you. Salud. Salud. What do you got for me? Um, wait, one last thing. You think he's still in Cuba? He obviously wasn't like forced out, right? No, he's. Uh, I, I think he's just back in the states. He's New York based. Um, it's unclear which license, if any, the rapper is using to visit Havana. <laughs> and just like, how did he? How did like, he even get there? That's another fun news story to dissect. How did Takashi wow. Sixan end up in Cuba, where he then dropped wow. fake dollar bills? Lead me to the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, we're gonna need to charge a horse, boys. He is their man. <laughs> He's definitely their man on the inside too. So the reasons might not be as far off as we realize. Yeah. Well, that was a good news story. Um, yeah, you texted me today being like, do you have any gay news items for me? Or gay items for me? What's your gay thing of that? And I was like, gay item, like an object? <laughs> I was like, I can bring my douche if you want. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of these days when we have like a, our body and ourselves kind of segments, we're going to have you bring out the stuff. <laughs> the douche? Yeah. The douche um, and whatever else is needed. All right. Well, that's something to put on, on, the, on the dream board. On the dream board. Um, all right. So did you hear about the BAFTAs uh, that happened a few nights ago? So no, I guess I know what the BAFTAs are. They're, you know, the British Oscars or British Golden Globes, uh -huh. more or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. What happened at the BAFTAs? So Ariana DeBose, the actress, I think I'm saying her name right, who was in... Triangle Sadness? No. Uh, and I'm an idiot. Go ahead. No, she was in West Side Story. Okay, a few years ago, the uh -huh. Steven Spielberg one. Yeah, last year. Um, yeah, you're oh, I know no, what this is about. This I so had a rap because she was hosting. So yes, in the opening, <laughs> this is about Angela Bassett doing. Well, it's a, it's about the whole rap. Right, right. I'm gonna play it. I have it right here. Okay, T have you seen it? I could not watch all of it. I couldn't stomach all. Of it. In the room, supporting and leading all here, I presume. Hong Chao, Dolly D, Carrie, and Carrie with the C. Day Mama, I'm so fond. And a girl, you were great and blonde. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I've loved you from the start. Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman came. Blanche Kate, you're a genius. And Jamie Lee, you are all of us. My 
immediate instinct is that a lot of the British people watching this were like, now I feel like America's invading us. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I feel like they're just like, stop. They're first Hamilton, then this. Yeah. Stop America-ing our fucking award <laughs> show. Um, she deleted her Twitter. I feel bad. Anytime someone tries something publicly and it doesn't work, Ed Sheeran being a, a really poorly placed guest star on Game of Thrones comes to mind. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah, I know this means nothing to you, but he deleted his Twitter because of the backlash. Wow. Yeah. So I feel bad whenever you try something artistically and it doesn't work. We should have license to fail. We should be allowed to not yeah. succeed. But yeah, if, if you get such hate that you have to completely deuce out, that's sad. I don't want to be part of the deafening chorus. <laughs> <laughs> but... But she's out of breath the whole time. Like, I even think it's yeah. like a nice little rap and I get what she's going for. Like, you know, that part in Vogue, the Madonna song where she's like, you know, Greta Garbo and Joe mm -hmm. Dimash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like name dropping all these like icons and stuff. Yeah. Um, I get what she's going for. It's that like uh, gay, like drag house kind yeah. of kind of anthem. Paris, Milan, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, that's what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Tokyo, yes, go home. Like, yeah, um, go Yoko. <laughs> so I get it. Um, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And man, but that's sure her intentions were nothing but pure. The art itself, like, once again, we see what she's trying to do. It doesn't come off the right. And way. you're right. I think her first indicator that maybe this wasn't the best idea was that she's at the bathtub. <laughs> If the Oscars didn't let you do it and the Baptists invite you, I don't know. You should have second thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It it just really feels like I'm going to, I'm just going to fucking red, white, and blue up in this bitch, you know? <laughs> like, I know that this is where Ian McKellar's gentleman, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> and the busy Baptist goes to yeah, the busy Baptist. Like it's 04 again. <laughs> Anyway, that was uh, the gay the gay eye. It did not disappoint. I saw a little bit of that on gay Instagram. By what? Instagram, I made my friend <laughs> Arthur's account. Arthur, yeah, I know yeah. Arthur. And I had uh, I'd pressed the the button just to start like and I saw part of it. And I was like, I can't do all this. And then I X'd out and I just felt bad. It's kinda hard to sit through. Yeah, yeah. But she did it and unfortunately it didn't come off. <laughs> the right. Fuck. That's sad. Well, as you know, Ariana Bose, you got fans in in here she's, she's really good in West Side Story. Yeah, you see that? No, the remake. She's not the really remake. Good in it. A lot of people liked it. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. <laughs> Is that your Trump kind of the fingers yeah. and stuff? A lot. I didn't like it, but so a lot of people. a great apparently a great movie. I don't yeah. know. He doesn't say apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best movie. Uh, uh, it's like 2017 up in here. This is Donald Trump. Oh four, 2017. <laughs> no 2020 energy in here. <laughs> Oh, God damn. Well, we got news from the motherland. We got your gay item of the week. Uh, what do we do now? Do we do the world according to Jules or Bogey Bogey Bum Bum? <laughs> let's, do, let's do Bogey Bogey Bum Bum. Can we do the song real quick? Yeah. One, two, three. Bogey Bogey Bum Bum. <laughs> Bogey Bogey Bum Bum is the... It's brought to you by Tide. <laughs> Anchor. Tide, is it in you? <laughs> um, it better not be, because those pods look delicious. Um, do you want to describe oh, a pod where we plug pods? Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> um, so Boogie Boogie Bomb Bomb is our little sequence that we do here where I read to Brian news items and then he has to think of a song that fits that news item. I do. You know, it could be a tenuous connection. I don't care. I just want to see the way your brain works. I accept this mission. Um, so... First, It'd be weird if I just refused this segment. <laughs> I was like, we're not doing this. Um, just 10 minutes of dead air, then we pick up the next segment. All right, go ahead. Um, all right, there's this article, the caption, did Tesla just admit its self-driving feature is dangerous? Oh, that's a sexy art-like Right, I know, I know. New York Mag, they're so good with clickbait. Um, it says, Tesla will recall 362,758 vehicles equipped with this self-driving feature. Um, and documents posted to its website, NHTSA, which is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, uh, said that the feature may allow the vehicle to act unsafe around intersections. Um, Tesla's representatives did not agree with this assessment, but agreed to deploy a software update out of an abundance of caution. Like many of Tesla's recalls, the software update is the recall, and no cars will have to be physically returned. 
Can I um, pull up on Spotify on your, your phone? Oh, for sure. What the song is. Oh, if it's the one you have ready, I love that. Because, well, I'm kind of fast forward. Into the ward. When a glass find out the ticket from the bond deal. What's the profit of the justice? Be prepared. Here's why. We'll be prepared for for the death of the king. What is he sick? No fools are about to kill him. And Simba too. Grab out there. Who needs a king? We could do this for hours. The crowd pleaser karaoke. Everyone will just see like the call and response. No, I'm sorry. You're the hyenas. You probably don't even say that. They'll just, yeah, yeah, they know their place. Um, <laughs> they're the hyenas. They're they're hyenas. On, you're on stage. <laughs> you're a scar. Here's why I choose that song because the headline is sexy and dangerous. And it implies that something at the core is rotten as something in the core of this plan and Scar's mm -hmm. reign is rotten. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, you know, I, like, I wasn't even thinking of this route, but I'm like, people already, you know, Elon's such a villain already. Like, fuck it. He's Scar with not a fraction of the sex appeal, I will say. Yeah. But he's definitely the villain. Cool. This is the one I have. Mr. Roboto. I feel like this is one, a song that has become less popular the more cultural appropriation has been a thing, you know, for not like oh, it's like appropriating Japanese culture. I would, yeah, like I don't think it is, right? But I think people get weird about saying, uh, especially like Asian languages, if we're Western, like uh -huh. people get weird about like imitating or even like emulating it, like language that's it's less outside of our than everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but no one who was complaining about these songs when they came out. Yeah, was there? I mean, it's just simple. And I guess I haven't heard anyone complain about Mr. Roboto. I just feel like you don't hear this song thrown out, around, thrown around yeah. as much. But they're gonna play Billie Jean at a wedding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't get the culture which, sometimes. Which, which, yeah, it's funny. Like. Yeah, the, the song is about, like, in theory, uh, an illegitimate pregnancy, or, like, you know, someone. Oh, Billie like, Jean. I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the song Billie Jean, and considering who sings it, so I'm like, that's a that's a double yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But it's such a jam. <laughs> it's such a jam. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first. Thank you for that. First boogie boogie bum bum yeah. news item. Um, what else? Oh, and then this, uh, we were talking about Donnie T. Donnie. Oh, right. I was um, like, it's Donnie T. So, I was like, is this a Jersey Shore character? <laughs> it might as well be. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump. I, I don't even know what his platform's called. Truth Social? Truth Social. <laughs> he, he tweeted on Truth Social. <laughs> <laughs> he truths. Anytime he posts, he's called a truth. He, he dropped a truth. truth. No, I'm just making oh, this up. Okay, well, he truths. They should take those from me as long as they, they He dropped a truth bomb saying, well, so... Um, there were people reporting that he was calling Ron DeSantis Meatball Ron. <laughs> Did he hear that? No. And so he truthed. It's better than the last one. He that said, he I will never call Ron DeSanctimonious Meatball Ron. Oh, that's, that's the one I've heard. Which Ron is, which is yeah, horrible. Meatball bad. Ron actually has more of a... Far from that. <laughs> Meatball Ron is <laughs> fucking funny. It's so funny. But he was like... Uh, his loyalty skills are really weak, blah, blah, blah. But it would be totally inappropriate to use the word meatball as a moniker for Ron. I'm like, because it's like an Italian. Uh, I thought it was just because he literally looks like a meatball. So so Trump is probably it's like. It's funny that that's where he draws the line. I'm no. like, dude, you're losing your. He's trolling. He's losing his mojo. No, well, he is losing Why his would you mojo? go for Ron De Sanctimonious? He's losing his mojo, but he's he's also trolling at the same time. So I think this uh -huh. is one of the one of his better jokes in a while, to be honest. Um yeah, I think I thought it's just because he looks like a meatball and he's Italian, but Trump would be the kind of guy who'd be like, I don't care that he's Italian. What, we can't say that he's a meatball Ron anymore? Like, just everyone's so sensitive, but now he's being like, no, guys, I'm the sensitive one. I get to... So he's like kind of... Is it rebranding? I, I think this is all a farce. I don't think he means anything he really tweets for the most part. So I, I think it's just... It, he, he's just once again putting the idea of meatball Ron in everyone's head, so... He, he won't be calling people that, but yeah. I know I'm going to be calling him that now. So yeah. pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Meatball Ron. Yeah. Oh, well, also, Ron Sanders is a giant piece of shit. So what do yeah. I care if, you know, if, if he gets called Meatball Ron? Right. Uh, but but he's, he's going so hard after him because he's his biggest competition for right. uh, Republican nomination. Yeah. And Nikki Haley, this is kind of getting off topic, but she, you know, she she's also, she announced her candidacy. She's the first 
person to like. Yeah, uh, and she talks about, about how there should be like a competency test for people that are running because mm -hmm. the general over a certain age pool of, right? <laughs> yeah. of contestants, competitors are so old. Right. Um, yeah. But Trump was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll submit to a competency test. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I'm like, that's pretty bold, dude. Uh, well, he takes all sorts of supplements and stuff like that. He's got that kind of. I guess weird. so. Yeah. Famously doesn't drink. Exactly. But so there's some tools that are aspirational about him. I, I agree with Billy Joe sitting at home. Yeah, but if you're. Like, uh, I like how he's sober. <laughs> I like how he doesn't drink. But he he's not. So not taking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, but he's also privy to. Yeah. Like that seems to be a thing. Like yeah. it seems to be uppers. That's so gross. Sure. It's like the idea of like old people on Adderall is nasty. I'm like uppers, you know? That's um, gross. Yeah, and like, does he look healthy? And also, he's aged a lot in the last couple of years. I feel like he looks markedly mm -hmm. worse than he mm -hmm. did, e even back in 2020. You know, yeah, so he it looks like, you know, age is starting to catch up with him. And uh, you know, I I only imagine like what the next generation of Trumps is going to have in store for us because they're not going away. But I like to think their brand is so toxic that people are just more. Pr they'll never be gone away completely. But I just hope people kind of know what they're getting with them now at this point. Yeah, I think I could still be fooled by Ivanka. You want to talk about a trophy? All it takes is one vote cover, Brian, and I'll be like, I don't know, I may go for it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she's the Trojan horse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she's a centrist, you know? No, she's not. Yes, she is, dude. Only retort, only because next to... She would be a Clinton. Like, she's a Clinton. Like, fuck all that. Like, I'm not... Anyway, I don't know. Do it. Do we want a Clinton? I don't know. Do we want more Clintons? No, we don't. But I'm saying. But I will beats, vote. For it one. beats being a neo-Nazi. Yes. <laughs> um, what's the thought you had, by the way, for Meatball Ron? Oh my God. Oh, for Meatball Ron, I, you know, I should have. Uh, it was such a shiny news story. You didn't even think to. Wait. Well, hold on. Let me play mine first. Okay, play yours <laughs> then. We only have my one Spotify here. Yeah, we do. All right. Call me fire spins. I wanna sue that you're buying and I wanna stole his It's such a bop. Yeah. But call me by your name, cause Trump is Meatball Don. That song is so good as Meatball Ron is Meatball Don. <laughs> it's like when the when the equation is balanced, so both sides cancel each other out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Meatball Ron is equal and not equal to Meatball Don. Okay, I got mine. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the uh, bottomless breadsticks and salad. And uh, how, how you doing, sweetheart? Yeah, uh... R Ran of waters for the room. <laughs> oh, Ran of waters. Hey, yeah, I'm a classic Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, water, like they got in Italy. <laughs> I love that about the Grove. That's how I know that Rick Caruso's Italian. Yeah. It's because they always have like Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, like <laughs> blaring on the loudspeakers. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I just, uh, yeah, just because <laughs> the nickname Re Meatball Ron is so clumsily Italian and that song is so, <laughs> so clumsily Italian. That, that's fucking funny. That's amore. <laughs> uh, that's so that's funny. That's amore. Yeah. Well, call Me By Your Name. A song so good it's satanic. <laughs> and that's amore. Um, so and that concludes Boogie Boogie Bum Bum. Can we do the uh, Boogie 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 Bum Bum? Yeah, okay. I think you throw it in the throw. I throw an extra bogey. bogey. I did. Boogie 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 Bum Bum. You threw <laughs> some bogey that time. <laughs> All right, whatever. There's a beat there, and I always throw in an extra bogey. Boogie 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 Bum Bum. Yeah, we got it. All right. So stupid. <laughs> no. We're fine. I feel like there's like marinara sauce on her face. Or I don't know. We're like messy kids in high chairs right now. <laughs> it does feel like that. Like they just love that Selena song. I think it's How you throw the extra bucket? Um, so is it time for our final segment of the evening? Yeah, I think so. What what are we at, by the way? Asking for a friend. So asking for a friend. Oh, 35 minutes, bitch. We could do more. I think we're going to do the world according to Jules. All right. And if we have a little extra time, maybe we could talk about the Penn Badgley thing. Okay. How <laughs> he refuses to do, to do sex scenes, because that's an interesting and topic. A, and, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But Let's, we'll see what we got. Uh, first, take me to this world that I've always wanted to live in. The world according, according to, to Jules. <laughs> Bienvenidos to the world according to Jules, where I read Julian 
news stories from the week, and I get his gut, no response time reaction to it. Jules, you got to say the first thing that pops into your head as soon as I read you this headline. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. New story from the education sector. To, in okay. to increase the topic, <laughs> the you are first sector. Yes, the sector. Like of the government? Yeah, of society. Okay. The life. I do have opinions about the education sector. All right. All right. Stand up a little bit here while I read you this headline because I want to get the immediate reaction. Okay. To increase equity, school districts eliminate honors classes. Your thoughts? Wait, one more time. Okay. <laughs> it is a doozy. It is a confusing headline. One more time. To increase equity, uh -huh. school districts eliminate honors classes. Mm. Shit. Because <laughs> I benefited from honors classes. Well, this is because they curb they curb your grade. Well, yeah, even though they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Just because you're smarter, like that, if anything, would be reason not to curb your grade. Right, but it's kind of stupid to think that, like, what's going to help kids is by limiting their opportunities. Yeah. So we're taking this off their plate. the The idea was that not enough um, students of certain demographics were in these classes, so the parents were like. These kids are getting too far ahead of my kid, mm -hmm. and so I don't want them to have the chance to have honors classes, which gets you college credit, right. which gets you a leg up, right. and, and helps you, really helps you with... T so anyone can take honors classes. I mean, you want Julian's hot take. There should not be grades. I Yeah, that's not a bad take. I, I think we get Like, that. it's so standardized... Yeah, the the grading system, the state, you know, state exams and things like that, obviously not really conducive to broadening minds and... And so yeah. much of I like that Scandinavian model of like by the time they're seven or eight, they're like, oh, he's interested in these things. So we're going to tailor his curriculum uh -huh. to those things. And also he gets five hours of recess. And that's why we have so many great <laughs> Swedish pop singers. We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So. OK. A little bit more context to surprise no one. This is happening in our backyard of Los Angeles. OK. Um, and parents are saying now my kid is limited opportunities because you don't want your kid to feel bad or Oh, this is limited to LA, the LA school district? Well, it's it's limited in very only a few districts have done this. So oh. and and this pushback is happening right now and so so honors classes aren't abolished everywhere. Uh-huh. Just in certain districts where they And LA is one of them. Culver City. Oh, Culver City specifically. Mm -hmm. That that's that's where this current issue is happening. Huh. Yeah. Cut. Culver <laughs> is cooked. <laughs> That's another reason I don't want to live there. I like Culver City. close to the ocean, but yet so far. You still have to drive. I, I do like Cul I like pockets of Culver City. Um, All right, define, define Culver City as cut for me. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I, I, want, I want some words to fill out the context because I, I, I know where you're coming from. Well, essentially what you said, it's like in an effort to achieve equity, you're, you're kind of shortchanging people that just naturally had the advantage and therefore deserved it. Right. And it's, it's closer to communism than equity. Right. You know, no one has an opportunity to, uh, you know, like you're young, you're impressionable. This is a chance where you should be learning what your interests. And even if honors classes don't do what they should do as far as sparking curiosity and everything, there's no denying the value that they have in the context of a college education, which with, for all the flaws in the education system, that that's a good thing for most people. You know, most people what that it's like for prep for college, um, just just having a degree and being able to look for a job with a degree. And and if you are able to get that degree easier because you took honors classes and, and were able to skip a lot. Of yeah, more, it's it's a meritocracy. Yeah. So you should you should be allowed to be judged on your merits as a kid, especially like this is high school. These aren't preschoolers like, yeah, they need to learn about general you know how life actually works how society works yeah it ultimately disenfranchises students that would have actually had a shot mm -hmm. and kind of rebolsters like the whole like nepotistic model you know yeah it just further insulates or stratifies different groups different people with access to things one theory it's supposed to not but obviously it casts a whole new negative attention on quote unquote other groups. Right. You know, so so now everyone's gonna blame, 
you know, the the parents who had like demanded and, and that's no not the kids' fault. Mm-hmm. You know, so like but people are gonna project these negative feelings on the kids and, and really people in that same demographic. Right. Yeah. So you kind of persuaded me on this one. Really? Yeah, I wasn't sure what to think. Your initial like what the fuck are honors classes? Didn't you take honors mm-hmm. classes? I took only honors English. Okay. Um, <laughs> like any other student, I was yeah. on the short bus. Yeah, <laughs> math and science. I was like, yeah, had a helmet on. Yeah. Well, then, um, well, so thank you. So your initial thought was, let them burn, and now it's more. Uh, yeah. Well, my initial thought was, great shouldn't exist, but now it's more. Great like, shouldn't exist. But now it's like, well, but if you are, if you have tools at your disposal. That it's hard to word, but like if you earn something that helps you, I mean, you should have the option to earn something that helps you. You should have the option to earn something that helps you, right? That's a, that's a what beautifully a succinct, yeah, great distillation. Thank you for that, Julian. I know, I know it's hard to pull that out of you because you were checking your stories and seeing <laughs> if that one guy looked at your story in the middle of recording. <laughs> But you have another couple news stories, bitch. So. Yeah, I do. Was that it for World of Queen of Jewels? No, 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 no. Oh. Got, I got more for you. Oh, okay. But you got to stop looking at auditions. <laughs> They're looking for disabled talent, so guess I'm out. So what about able talent? When will be the day that they look for that? But what about me? <laughs> yeah. All right. Another one. Um, we love our news stories from Mexico, because as you put it before, we love a dynamic country. Genaro mm-hmm. Garcia Luna. Former Mexican Public Security Secretary convicted in the U.S. of taking bribes from drug cartels. Uh-huh. This is like the equivalent of like James Comey, you know, being like this is their equivalent of like FBI. Director. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, they served as the country's equivalent of FBI director from 2006 to 2012, basically um, oversaw Mexico's own violent quote unquote war on drugs that saw the cartels take a lot of the country's power. You said two thousand eight? Uh he oh, he six. was he was director from 06 to twenty twelve. Yeah. So he was there in those really influential years. And uh conventional wisdom says he probably would have died if he didn't take the bribe, right? Your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Um and also who caught him? It was like the government of Mexico that out the US arrested him. Oh, okay. And probably because there's so much violence that spilled into American territory that they had, you know, probable cause to yeah, to, you know, extradite him or, or I don't know what the arrest process was. I was looking for more details on that, but mm-hmm. uh tried in American courts faced a minimum of 20 years in prison. So, um so yeah, and talk about being stuck between a rock and a hard place. You really are. You know? How did you get into politics in Mexico? I mean, in a way, he has my sympathy. But yeah. also, I, uh, I, you know, grew up in a border town across from Mexico, and around yeah, like oh seven oh eight, the party, mm-hmm. the party, party stopped. Over. Yeah, turn out the lights. You couldn't just co- go f- go to come and go freely the way you once were able to. There were just more instances of shootouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So also fuck that guy because like I miss being able to go across the border and get my dollar shots at Gato Negro <laughs> on a school night. I'll have you. Yeah. And I mean, that was, that was good for relations. The fact that, y- you know, you went to school in Texas with people who crossed the border every day. Like you went to school with Mexican citizens. Um, and, and you're the Americano going there like every week, pretty much, you know, the maricón. <laughs> Americano. Oh, the American. Yeah. Jesus. I was like, if you want to call me a faggot, Brian, say it in English. <laughs> Jesus. No. <laughs> I never would. I would never. The Americano, yes. Yeah. Americano. But, um, so yeah, fuck that guy. And also, oh my God, I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just like a rock in a hard place. Like that if he sucks. didn't let the shit slide, he would have been that dead sucks. in a really gruesome fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want that job. <laughs> Even in the States, much less Mexico. You know, I mean, for all we know, and, and I don't know, like, I maybe he was tainted from the cartel even when he was uh, appointed this position. Maybe that's who appointed him. Right. But, um, but may, maybe, you know, it could be those cases because I think a lot of people go to D.C. as an equivalent with the best of intentions. But then when they get to D.C. Um, right. 
stuff. stuff you don't happens. even realize your your values change. Right, right. Sleeping with the enemy. So, so maybe he, you know, for all we know, this could have been a situation where he went to office with the best of intentions, and then yeah. the cartel's like, "You're not doing any of this." Yeah, this is what you're doing. It, it kind of reminds me of AOC at the costume at ga- gala. Remember? Go, oh, the tax the rich. When she's had a yeah dress that's a tax the rich. I like, I was like, thousand million dollar a plate. The event. I was yeah. just like, dude, no. Yeah, the <laughs> Met Gala. Where that? The Met Gala is not where you go to protest wealth inequality. No. It, it, in a fucked up way, that's what art is supposed to be, right? But whenever you like, you mean like from a commercial standpoint, it should be like challenging ideas that are still being bought and sold within the framework of like this. Just, just from an on, yeah, from an artistic standpoint, it is supposed to be a commentary on things like wealth disparity. There's art that does a really good job. Yeah, but you can't subvert it if you're operating within it. Yeah, you can't do it if you're going to the red carpet events at the Met Gala. Like those things right. don't jive. Right. You know. That's all lost on me. Sometimes I'm like, there's no way I'll ever be like, not that I think I'm a revolutionary or anything, but like, there's no way I could be an outsider ideologically and like actually bring about worthwhile change if I want to work in the entertainment industry. Really? I mean, it's pretty difficult. <laughs> you, like, you, you think you need to tell a certain line? Yeah. Yeah. No way. It's, I mean, it's rare, but you still have those people out there that do it, but. Yeah, it's sad because it's like things like you only really get attention if you're polarizing and loud. So there's, you know, if, if you dare like display any semblance of like balance or mm-hmm. seeing things from multiple perspectives and right, you know, you're you're left behind. Right. Yeah. Right. Because no one side can claim you. Right. Exactly. When that's all that really drives this, the traffic, you know, right. Oh, that's my guy. I'm going. He's going to bat for me. I'm going to go to bat for him. And I know it because he's saying these. He's playing these hits. He's right. saying these things that I like my people to say. Right. You know. But so, all this guy also yeah. seems like a fool. <laughs> I'm like, what do you think was going to happen, homie? Like, you know. <laughs> all right. Here's uh, here's your final news story. Okay. In the world according to Jules, we love our religious shell companies. The feds fine the Mormon Church. Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints for illicitly hiding $32 billion in investment fund behind shell companies. Your thoughts? I didn't realize they had brought in that much money. Oh, sure. Yeah. Church, church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints? The Are they, oh, that's Mormon. That's Mormonism. Oh, okay. They rake it in. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the fastest growing religions. Um, I mean, what do you think I'd have to say about this? Well, like... It's horrible. <laughs> I hate these institutions. Like, I hate it. The LDS also is known for using child labor. Um, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm literally wearing Nikes right now, but... So a lot of uh, contractors, like, they, they, the LDS outbids a lot of contractors because they can af- essentially do, like, free child labor mm. for a lot of their... Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and like, that would be a great time to not have separation between church and state. You know what I mean? <laughs> the one time yeah it's like child labor really yeah so first they don't pay property because part of me is like like you know let them have polygamy who gives a fuck yeah and exactly then, yeah yeah the slippery slope i guess i bet some of the women like it yeah well you know man the documentaries i've seen where they talk to polygamous families and stuff like that i'm so over it yeah the men seem it just seems always happier I'm over it yeah the, the the women always seem like they're really pushing shit down yeah i'll say and that, that's, you know, and not all Mormons are polygamists, right? Like, I'm talking about the, the institution of the church than the religion itself. Right. I, you know, like, I know and respect people who have who were Mormon or are Mormon. It is a very gaudy aesthetic. Like, when I picture Salt Lake, I picture that big Mormon temple or church. And just in the middle of... And it's, like, gothic, but it's, like, out in the Rockies. It's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah, the Mormon is... It's, it's grand. It's grand. And every family is its own... Pyramid scheme. Right. MLMs are huge in Utah. Really? Yes. Because you could enlist, you have you you have a downline of like a bunch of sister wives and their kids and, you know, getting people involved. You know? So how did, how were they found out? How did they figure out that they had embezzled all this? I mean, I guess there's only so much you could do to hide $32 billion. Um, I, I mean, I don't know with enough companies, enough shell companies. <laughs> Not enough in this case. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
starting to oh that there was a whistleblower oh okay so starting in 2000 it's ensign peak investment management group that's a company it received and relied upon legal counsel regarding how to comply with its reporting obligations while attempting to maintain the privacy of the portfolio that just automatically <laughs> sounds sketchy the privacy of the portfolio yeah as in like what was the money doing in this investment right yeah and and where was it going to where is it coming from so um yeah for more than half a century quote uh the mormon church quietly built one of the world's largest investment funds almost no one outside of the church knew about it this is from nbc news mm -hmm. to cite the source um uh, like but also duh you know what i mean yeah exactly i mean from the times of I mean, the Catholic Church is probably the most obvious example because the Catholic Church was one of the most powerful entities in the world at one point, if not the most powerful at one point. Um, and obviously, that was just an early example of this. It Things haven't changed at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they laundered their money or any of that, but obviously I side more with Catholicism than Mormonism because it's been around longer. <laughs> it's the army you have. <laughs> yeah, and I was raised in it, so... Wow. Um, and the Vatican is stunning. <laughs> I'm sorry, but those gold leaf ceilings, honey, I die. Yeah. It, you don't see Mormons doing that with their fucking money. How about hide it less and spend it more, motherfuckers? <laughs> That's a great take. That's a great take. Yeah. Oh, it took it took a lot to get that one. But I don't know why these news items this week I was like, boring. Like <laughs> just just say what's in your heart. That's all I need. I don't need I don't and, and if if what's in your heart is boring. It kind of is this week. Then let her rip. All right, boring. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that multi-billion <laughs> shell companies within uh, churches. Like, that's what religious institutions do. <laughs> it is. But I, I was just curious what you'd have to say about the Mormons. Yeah. The answer's not a whole lot. You you are not well-versed in your Mormonism. I'd like to say. sleep with a closeted Mormon priest. You haven't? I haven't. <laughs> I'm not going to actually, believe it or not. Not a lot of people. There are people from Utah, and California, or in LA, but yeah, not not a ton. Yeah, I don't meet a ton. Donnie and Marie Osmond, celebrated Mormons. I didn't know they were Mormon. But they're Mormon. Makes perfect sense. Um, who else? They're too happy not to be Mormon. Oh, also, um, Jul Julianne Huff and Derek Huff. You remember them? <laughs> Where are they from? Not famous enough. <laughs> yeah, not famous enough. Um, Dancing with the Stars and shit. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> not gonna do it for it. <laughs> Oh uh, well, yeah, maybe yeah. they need to invest in. Maybe they need to take this money and invest in a publicist. See, that's the thing. They're, they're probably involved in this. Like they stepped away from the public life because they they had their needs taken care of by this investment firm. Well, um, do you have any final thoughts for us before we call it an angels? Um, no, I don't think so. Let's enjoy the rest of this crystal. All right, sounds good. Um, from the Guantanamo Bay podcast, I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Goza. Thank you and good night. Hasta luego.